In the Gemara on Daftun Ches, ten lines into the Yamud, where it says, Nosan esamole bereikam v'chulo. Going back to the Mishnah, so it says in the Mishnah, after the Kohen Gadol did the Zrike of the Dam Hapar and the Dam Asar inside the Kodesh HaKadoshim first, <coughs> then towards the Pereiches. So then there's the third time of Zrike that he does with the Par and the Sawyer on the Mizbeach Hazav. So what he does is, according to the opinion of the Mishnah, he takes the blood of the par and pours it into the bowl of the Dama Sawyer, or he mixes, or maybe the other way around, but he mixes the two together into one bowl. And then the Mishnah said, he places the Male into the Reikon. The Gemara will explain what that means, but right now the Gemara thinks the simple shot of that means is he has two bowls, now one bowl is empty, and one bowl is full with the blood that he mixed. So he takes the full bowl and places it into the empty bowl. And that's how the Kayan holds in his hand this bowl, one bowl inside the other. That's what it seems like the Mishnah means. So based on this, the Gemara brings the following Giboya. So Rami Bachome asked Rav Chista the following question. What happens if a Kayan has two bowls? He places one bowl into another, and that's how he's holding it in his hand. And that's how he receives the blood from the animal. So this is an Aveda. Kabbalah Saddam is an Aveda that the Kohen God was doing the Beis HaMikdash. So Mahu, what is, is this okay or not? What's, why, what should be the problem? Do I say as follows? Min b'minoi chaitzitz. Even when you have two things that are the same min, it's the same quality, it's the same type, but nevertheless it's a chatzitza, it, it's a, it creates a separation between the Kohen's hands and where the blood is being received into. So the halacha by, by all the Avedis that a Kayan Gadol does in the Beis HaMikdash is, you're not allowed to have any chatzitza between his hands and the keli that he's holding to do the Aveda. So over here, the blood is entering into the inner vessel, and he's holding with his hands the external vessel. So there's a chatzitza, he's not holding that, 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 that bowl where the blood is entering into. So, but what, so now, one approach is to say that min even though the two bowls that he's holding are made from the same quality, but nevertheless, he's not holding the inner vessel, he's only, only holding the external one. So it's a chatzitza, it's a, it's a separation. Oh, you're perhaps ain't a chatzitza, or it's not a chatzitza, because it's the same min, we have a klal, that in this, if it's the, in the same min, it's not considered to be a chatzitza at all. That's the shaila here. So there's a very, very interesting thesis here about this. Taisu says that if you look in the Gemara in Sukkah, it speaks about lulav. And there it asks a question regarding a person holding the lulav to do the mitzvah. So the Taisu says, you have to take the lulav into your hand. And the Gemara says, even if you don't take the lulav actually into your hand, but you have some kind of a holder that you hold the lulav in your hand, it's not considered to be a chatzitza because you're holding the lulav through something else. So over here, Taisa says, why shouldn't we say the same thing? Why shouldn't we consider the outer bowl to be considered like, like a handle? I'm holding the inner bowl, but the outer bowl is like a handle, just like we say by the lulav. That's Taisa's question. Taisa basically says that by the lulav, if, you're, if, you're, if you have a handle that's placed onto the lulav itself, it's not a chatzitza. But if you place a glove onto your hand, then it might be a problem. People were speaking about this, this past sukkahs when it was with corona and no one wanted to take the lulav without a glove. So over here in this thesis he says that if you don't put the holder onto the lulav, but you put the separation onto your hand, and then you hold the lulav that way, then it could be a problem. I'm not going to go back to it. I'm saying it could be la maisa. This is not this way. I mean, I know that Rabban and Paskin that you can take the lulav even with gloves. Okay, akaponim. This is what thesis says here. So then, one second, one second, let's apply it back to our Gemara. So Tesis over here says that the question of the Gemara, to the two bowls, 
It depends, says Taisus. If you're holding the second bowl from the top, so then the outer bowl that you're holding is considered to be like a handle of the inner bowl. So it's not an issue. There's no chatzitzah. Just like it is by the lulav, that you have a handle on the lulav itself, it's not an issue. But if you're holding the second bowl from the bottom, you're holding it all the way from the bottom, that's how you're holding it, that's considered to be a chatzitzah. Because it's not, then you're not holding it as a handle, you're holding it from the bottom, then it is a chatzitzah. That's what the Gemara is discussing here. Then Taisus adds, so how does the Gemara know that he's holding it from the bottom? Maybe he's holding it from the side, from the top, like this, and therefore it's not considered to be a chatzitzah. So Taisus says, because you had so much blood in this bowl, you added now the blood from the pot and from the side, there was a, a lot of blood here. The only way it would be possible to hold this is from the bottom. So therefore the Gemara knows, is assuming that he's holding it from the bottom, and therefore it should be a chatzitzah. Yeah, I'm telling you what Taisa yeah, says. Taisa says that it's imp- look that, towards the bottom of Taisa. Taisa says that kvedus that shteim zrak is kvedus sheyeshpem kol adam apar vasoy because it's so heavy you can't hold it from the side. The only way, right? So, so he's holding it right towards the bottom. He's holding it in the bottom, and that's when the Gemara's question applies. That's Taisa's trap in this Gemara. Very interesting. Ah, he could have. From the pen, they added the leather to it. Oh, so it's over there also, there's the leather, leather, and it's not a chatzitza. Exactly. Okay. Okay. So the Gemara says that this shaila seems to be exactly what the case of our Mishnah is. (coughs) So Rav Chista said, isn't this our Mishnah? We learned it right over here. When he emptied out the blood from one bowl into another, then he places the full bowl into the empty bowl. <coughs> My love, what's the pshat in the Mishnah? Don't you think it means, He placed the full bowl of blood into the empty one, and that's how the coin held it. And he, he, he does the avayda of the zrike, and it's not considered to be a chatzitza. So it's a clear raya that it's okay. So the Gemara answers, that's not the pshat in our Mishnah. Rather, what does the Mishnah mean when it says, It means, He poured the empty vessel into the full vessel. That's what it means. He pours the blood from, from one into the other. Not that he places the full one into the empty one. So the Gemara says, How could that be? But the fact that he poured the blood from one into the other, that already said before. Mm-hmm. You pour the blood from the par into the blood of the soil. So the Gemara answers, no, it says it again, that that you pour it back, meaning in order to have it mixed well, so it's not enough that you pour the dam of the par into the dam of the soil, you have to pour it back again. That's the, the only way it's done. Okay? So it's, huh? So it ends up being in the... Uh, you go like this and then like yeah. this? Yeah, you have to go back and forth, correct. Yeah, you have to pour it back and forth. That's the only way that it gets uh, fully, fully mixed. Especially these bloods here from the pot and the soil are different types of bloods, right? We had before, one is a thicker blood, redder, one is more lighter. So it's different types of bloods. So now the Gemara tries to bring another riot to the main question we asked over here, which is when you have a chatzitza of something which is the same min, is that going to be considered a chatzitza or not? Toshima, bring your riot. says as follows. A person is standing on top of a keli. So now this is another place where there's not allowed to be a chatzitza. You're not allowed to have a chatzitza between the feet of the kainim and the floor. Right? That's why the kainim were going barefoot in the base of Mikdash. So what happens if you have one foot, you're standing and you're... you're putting it 
you're, you're leaning on a keli, not on the floor. Or one foot of the kain is on his a friend's foot. Puzzled. Aved is going to be puzzled because your friend's foot or the keli are a chatzitza between the ground and your feet. So what do you see here? Your foot and your friend's foot, it's min b'minoi. It's, 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 it's another body, not the same min as your body. And nevertheless, it's considered to be a chatzitza. So I see that there is a chatzitza here in such a case. Answers the Gemara, no, it's not the same thing. Shani regel maftile. The other person's foot is different because you can't annul it. You can't leave it there and say, oh, leave your foot here and, and now your foot is part of my foot. When you have two kalim that are from the same min, so I'm holding it both in my hand. So, so therefore over here I could say maybe it's not a chatzitza. But your friend's foot, he's an independent person, he's going to take away his foot. So even though it's the same min, it's still considered to be a chatzitza. <coughs> Now, others said regarding this whole Shaila that Rami Bachoma asked regarding this, that the Shaila was really different. This is the question that he asked. And so the, the Rabbein Hananel here explains that according to this version of the Gemara, the Gemara knows for sure that when you have two different kalim that are from the same min, it's not considered to be a chatzitza. Chatzitza is not the issue. But he still had a question. What was his question? Derech sheiros bekach. Is this the derech of the way you serve in the Beis Hamikdash? Is this considered to be the normal way of, of doing this and serving, and therefore it's accepted? Or it's not. You're doing it. You're doing the aveda and not in its normal derech. The Aved has to be done in its normal way. If you do it in an unusual way, then the Aved is not accepted. That's it. That's, that was the question that he asked. The Tana, the, so the Gemara brings a Rai for this. Toshema, the Tana, the Bey, Rabbi Shmol. So Rabbi Shmol said, As kol kli ashores ashi yisharsu bom bakaydish. So in this Pasik, what does it say here? It says kol klei. It's not read keli, but it's read klei, which means loshen rabim. Two kalim, clay, hashares, and hashares is loshin yochid. So therefore, he says as follows: Shnei kalim. <coughs> there are two vessels that are being used here because it says clay loshin rabim, and it says v'shedus achas, and it says hashares, saying loshin yochid. And so it's one one aveda which is being done with two different kalim, and therefore it's accepted. So from this pasuk we see that using two kalim in one aveda is considered to be derech shedus. It's considered to be a normal way of doing the aveda, and therefore it's good. Another question, Rami Bachome asked of Rav Chiste another type of Chatzitzeh. You place the sieve. Sieve is some kind of a bast that grows around a palm tree that you, that you can place inside this Mizrak. So let's say it's like this big, let's look at it as like this big straw that you place inside the bowl. And then you place the blood inside this sieve, inside this bast. So it doesn't go directly into the bowl, it goes inside the sieve. The kibbubay is Saddam, and you receive the blood there. Mahu, what's going to be the halach? Should I say, it's over here, it's min b'shein and minoy. This bast is not the same min as the bowl itself, so therefore for sure chaitzitz, it's definitely a chaitzitzah. Oh, or perhaps ain't a chaitzitz, or maybe it's not a chaitzitzah. Why? Kivide mechalchel loy chayitz. Because this bast is not a solid wall, it, it's not thick and solid that the blood won't go through. It has holes in it, and the blood oozes out. It comes through it, and therefore it does end up going into the actual bowl. So even though you're receiving the blood into this sieve, but it's not solid. It comes out into the keli. So therefore loy chayitz, it's not a chaitzitzah. Or, no, it doesn't make a difference, even though the blood comes out, but the fact is that you will macabre the blood inside the sieve. 
So the Gemara brings from a Mishnah, Malay, Tanina, we learned, and this is a Mishnah which is discussing the halacha of the water that has to be used by the Pada Duma. So the water that you have to take, Rashi here brings the beginning of this Mishnah, it's from Masech Pada. So they would take the water from this place, they had this uh, water that came out from a stream, and that water would come into this rock that had a hole inside of it, and that's where the water would gather, and from there you have to take the water. You have to take the water from this rock, from this keli. But what happens if in that, uh, in that place where you're getting the water from, there's other things inside there? So you're not getting the water directly from this place, but there's also sponges inside there. There's other things inside over there, right? A svoik, a sponge in there. So the sponge is, is, uh, is taking the water inside of it. So you want to get the water only from the source of the stream that's coming out into this area, not from the sponge. So what do you do? So the, the mission over there says, Zaylev v'hoylech. So you have to empty it out. You allow it to, to, you draw out the water, you bring out the water. Until you come to the water that's inside the sveig itself. And that water you don't use. So what is okay? Because the water that's inside the sponge, it could be in this area, that water is going to be puzzle. But any of the other water that's inside of it there, you could use. So what do you see over here? You have water that's coming from this area, even though it goes through the sponge. When you were like emptying it out, when you were uh, zoilif, you were drawing out this water, it went through the sponge. And nevertheless, we say that uh, it's not an issue. Why is that? Because this sponge has holes in it, and the water that comes through it is not water that uh, we can say it's real chatzitze, that it's water that comes from the sponge. No, it's <laughs> water that comes from this area, from the stream of water that comes into this area. Why? Because the sponge has holes in it. Therefore, it doesn't matter. That's what I see over here. Why would it have the sponge? <coughs> well, was, for whatever reason, there was a sponge thrown inside of it. It shouldn't have been there, but there was a sponge there. And now so the water is sort of passing through this sponge. But nevertheless, it says that it could be used for the waters of Paraduma. So the Gemara wants to compare and say the same thing regarding the blood. The blood that was received inside this bast that was placed inside the vessel, so because the water oozes out and comes through, so it's not a chatzitz, it's not a problem, like we see over here by the waters for the paraduma. So the Gemara answers, no, it's not the same thing. Shani maya the klishi. Water is much different than blood. It's, much, it's a much thinner fluid. It's not as thick. So therefore, by the water, I could say that the water comes through. Whereas by the blood, even if the blood oozes out, blood is a much thicker liquid, so it doesn't come out as much. Others say, This is how we will push it from that Mishnah. The question that we asked regarding receiving the blood inside a, a, a keli, and you had this bast, that was the blood that was received inside, it's going to be kosher. In other words, we're comparing the blood to the water, even though the blood is thicker, but just like the water will come through the holes of a sponge, so too the blood will come through the holes of this, uh, of this bast. And therefore, by the blood, it's fluid, it is kosher. Whereas the kaimitz, puzzle, by the kaimitz, when a person has to take the kaimitz, what do you do with the kaimitz? You take the kaimitz of the mincha, and then you throw it into a nucleus. So if you didn't throw it directly into a nucleus, you throw it into a bast, into the sieve that's inside the cliches, the flour is not going to really come out of that bast. It's not liquid. It's not going to come out. So over there, if you put the kaimitz into this sieve, it's going to be possible. That's a chatzitza. Okay, we continue the next Mishnah. So the Mishnah continues with the Aveda of the Kayan Gadol. So he's done with the Zrikis that were done inside, and he already mixed the blood 
of the pot and the soil. He mixed them together into one, blo- into one bowl, and now he's getting ready to do the zrika <laughs> onto the Mizbeach HaZahov. And in this Mishnah will describe how that zrika is done on the Mizbeach HaZahov. So it starts with the Pasuk that it says over here in the Savaytav, he comes out from the Kedusha Kedoshim, Ela Mizbeach, Asher Lefnei Hashem, comes out to the Mizbeach, which is Lefnei Hashem. What is this referring to? Zeh Mizbeach HaZahov. This is the Mizbeach HaZahov inside of the Heichel. Hischil mechateh v'yayritz, and he does the zrike on the mizbeach hazav, and he goes, mechateh means he, he puts it, he sprays it on the mizbeach, v'yayrit, and he comes downward. The way the zrike is done is from above to below. Okay, as, as Rashi here explains, we'll see soon, there's another opinion in the Mishnah that argues, there's two ways how this is done. One way how, how it's done is, the Kayan Gadol walks around the mizbeach hazav. And he comes to each corner. The Mizbech Hazav is actually a pretty small Mizbech. It's only an Amma by an Amma wide, which is about a foot and a half by a foot and a half. It's a very small Mizbech. So according to the first opinion the Mishnah is, he walks around from corner to corner and he puts one Matana on each corner, one, one Zrika on each corner. Okay? That's the first opinion here in the Mishnah. And therefore Rashi explains, the way the Kayin is going to do the Zrika is, he's going to have to go from a top to below. He's going to have to hold his hand like this, and the zrik is going from the top and it's going to run down in the mizbeach. Now there would be another way how it could be done. It could be going from below to above. That's usually how zrik is done. Usually the zrik goes from below to above. But if you hear Rashi explains, you can't do it. If the kain is going to come to the mizbeach, the height of the mizbeach, which is two amas, is going to be above the level of his hands. If he's going to try to do the zrik from below to above, what's going to happen? The blood and his fingers are going to run down into his begodim, into his wrist, into his hand, and it's going to make the, the big dekohona dirty. So therefore, as he's standing, he comes to each corner, he has to go from above to below, that's where the Mishnah says, to go down in order that the blood shouldn't run down into his wrist, into his, into his big dekohona to make it dirty. Okay, we'll see soon, there's another opinion that argues with this. Now, what's the order here? From which corner does he start? He starts with the Mizrachis Tzvaynis and then he makes his way around. Tzvaynis Maravis, Maravis Dreimis, Dreimis Mizrachis. That's the order of how you come around. And the Mishnah says, That corner where you begin the Zrike on the Mizbeach Pnimi. That's the place where he finished on the Mizbeach Pnimi. In other words, outside, by the outside Mizbeach, he usually starts by Dreimis Mizrachis. When you come up the ramp, the ramp is on the side of the Mizbeach HaChitzen. So you come up the ramp and you make a right. So you always start from Dreimis Mizrachis on the outside Mizbeach. And then you make your way around. But over here, you start from Mizrachis Tzfeinis. And then you go from, and the, and the Gemara will explain why. Why you start from a different corner, we'll see soon in the Gemara. Okay, now the Gemara brings another opinion. Rabbi Yezer says, the Kayin, when he did the Zrika of the four corners, did not walk around the four corners. He didn't come to each corner. He stood in one place. The Kayin Godless stood in one place, and that's how he spread. He, he put the blood on each side of the Mizbeach. In other words, he, he, he stood on one corner, and he put the blood on that corner, and then he leaned over to the other side. To the, and like I said, the Mizbeach Hazav was small enough that the Kayin could lean over with his hands and put the blood on the other side of the Mizbeach. And therefore, Rabbi Yezir says as follows, On all of the corners of the Mizbeach, he would, he would place the blood going from below to above. 
besides that corner where he was standing, he was right in front of that corner, where the blood was placed from above to below. So as Rashi explains, what this means is, just the way you position your hand, that corner that you're standing right in front of it, so if you want to spray the blood going from below to above, you're going to have to have your hand sort of positioned like this. Because you're standing right in front here, and the Mizbech is a little bit taller than your hand, so you're going to have to go like this, so the blood is going to run down onto your fingers. If you're leaning over the Mizbech, and here you, you're trying to do the Zerika from above to below, so your hand is not going to be in, a, in an upward motion where the blood is going to run down into your, finger, into your clothing, but you're leaning over, so you're able to position your hand in such a way that you go from below above, and it's not going to run down onto your hands. So therefore, the, the other corners, you're able to do the Zerika like it's usually done, where the, 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 the direction goes from below to above, and it's not going to get your clothing dirty. That's... Uh, the difference according to Rabbi Yezah, because he's standing, because he's standing in one place. Okay, now the Gemara continues, what do you do with the blood further? Now there's one more zrika that has to be done here. Then, he's al You spray the blood on the Torah of the Mizbeach. The Gemara will explain what Torah of the Mizbeach is, we once had this before. You spray the blood seven times. And then, vishiyare adam, all the leftovers of the blood, hayushayfech, Al Yisoid Maravisham Mizbeach Achitzin, you pour it on the western foundation of the Mizbeach Achitzin, and then Shom Mizbeach Achitzin, and now the Mishnah just adds, usually the leftover blood that was used on the Mizbeach Achitzin, Hayyushayvach Al Yisoid Rain, that was poured on the Dorim foundation of the Mizbeach. Elu Elu, both of these bloods, what ends up happening with them is, Ms. Arvin, they get mixed together, Ba'ama, it goes out into the stream that was going through the Azara, the Yaitzin, Lenachal Kidrain, and then it would exit the Besamikdash area into this stream called Nachal Kidrain. And there, the Nimkarin, Leganonin, Lezevel. It's sold for gardeners to be used for fertilizer, but because this is from the blood of the Besamikdash, unless you pay for it, there's Mi'ila. You're, you're misusing the, what belongs to Kachim. So you have to pay for it, and then it's redeemed, and then you're able to use it for fertilizer. The Pasik that was quoted in the Mishnah. The Kayan Gadol goes out to the Mizbeach. Why does it have to say this? But what does it mean when it says V'yotza? That he's going out. He's not really going out. He remains inside the Heichel. So what does it mean? V'yotza. Because I find regarding another carbon where the zrika also has to be done inside the heichal, haba alkala mitzvis, which is brought regarding uh, when you have a par helam dava, when Klal Yisrael was over on any mitzvah that everybody was over on. So then, how does the kain do the zrika there? Shekayin oimet chutz lemizbeach. The kain enters. He also has to spray the blood towards the pareiches, but he doesn't go so close inside. The kain stands further away. He stands chutz lemizbeach outside of where the mizbeach is. And he sprays the blood towards the Pereiches. So he's pretty far. He's standing over there outside of the Mizbech and he sprays towards the Pereiches. That's how it's done there. In front of the Mizbech. Uh, yeah, he's standing in front. He enters into the Heichal and he's standing before the Mizbech. And from there he sprays towards the Pereiches. So, when he's uh, spraying the blood. That's how it's done by that carbon. So Yochoyl, I would think over here regarding the zrike that the Kayan Gadol does with the Anyim Kippur, that it's also the same way. Avzek Kain, Talmud Loimar. So here the Postic says, no. V'yotza el amizbeach. Now, after he's done the zrike towards the Pereiches, he comes out to the Mizbeach. So what does that mean? Heichan Hoya. Where was he before when he did the Mizrike towards the Pereiches? Lefnim minam Mizbeach. 
Today on Yom Kippur, he stands closer, he stands inside the Mizbeach, near the Pereches, and he sprays it. And that's how it's done. That's why the Pasuk here says, Viyotza, that he comes out. So he has to go to the place where he would do it by the Parahela. Correct. Now he's coming now out. Viyotza, Correct. Now he's coming out. Correct. Now the Gemara brings the same exact thing, but in the reverse, from the Braise, uh, uh, over here, brings this, what it says over there. We learned in a different Braise. So it says, Yashem. It says over there, by the uh, carbon that uh, the Kayim brings, not, we're not talking about in Yom Kippur. So over there it says, Yashem. So now, now yeah, here you have the Pesach on the side, it says, So over there it says that the Mizbech is Lefnei Hashem. Ma tamud loyma. Why does it say over there lefnei Hashem? Omer Rav Nechem, yes, Rav Nechem, you know, says the exact opposite point. Lefisha metzinu bepar v'sar shayoyim akipurim because you find in Yom Kippur. How is this rikud done towards the pereches? Shekayin aimed lefnim in amizbeach. The kain God was standing inside, further inside from the mizbeach, and he's close to the pereches. Umaze ala pereches, and he sprays the blood on the pereches. B'shoshu umaze at the time when he's spraying the blood. So I would think that when it comes to the par helam dover shal tzibor or the par helam that the kain has to bring, so I would think that over there it's the same halacha as well, that the kain has to stand so close inside. So therefore the Pasuk there says, that the, that the Mizbech HaKetayres is Lefnei Hashem Asher Ba'oyel Mayid. So what, is, what do we learn out from this? Why is the Pasuk spelling out and saying that the Mizbech is Lefnei Hashem. So it's saying as follows. Mizbech Lefnei Hashem. The Mizbech is closer to the Ebeshter. It's in front of the Ebeshter. The Ein Kayin Lefnei Hashem. And the Kayin himself is not as close. He does not come Lefnei Hashem so close. Okay, so how is the, the Zerike done over there by the Par Helem Dover? The Kayin stands outside of the Mizbech and he sprays the blood towards the Pereches in the distance. So the point is you have two karbonas that have to be sprayed towards the pereches. On Yom Kippur you have to stand inside, closer, and by the other karbonas that are brought inside, the kain stands further out. That's why over here it says viyotza, that he comes out. The kain comes and, bring, and, and sprays the blood on the mezbeach on each one of the corners. So the Gemara here is going to bring two opinions regarding which corner he starts with. One is going to be like the opinion of our Mishnah and one argues with our Mishnah. We learned in the Braise. He does the Zerike on the corners of the Mizbeach. So with which corner did he start? So the first opinion is, not like our Mishnah, he starts from Mizrachis Dreymis, which is actually the same like it's done with the outside Mizbeach. He starts with the Mizrachis Dreymis, and then he goes to Dreymis Maravis, Maravis Tzvainis, Tzvainis Mizrachis, Divrei Rabakiva. That's Rabakiva's opinion. Rabbi Yaisi Aglili says, like it said in our Mishnah, Mikaren Mizrachis Tzvainis, Tzvainis Maravis, Maravis Dreymis, Dreymis Mizrachis. That's how he goes around. Which, huh? Yeah, Mamash. So the Gemara, the Brais here says, Mokem Maschil, the corner that Rabbi Yisai says you start with, Sham Rabbi Kiva Paisik. That's the corner Rabbi Kiva says you end with. Mokem Rabbi Maschil, the place that Rabbi Kiva says you start with, Sham Rabbi Yisai Paisik. That's where Rabbi Yisai says you end with. So Rashi explains what's the basis of their machlekes. The question is, from which place of the Kaidash Hakadoshim are they coming out from? If you remember before, we had the Machlaikis, in the Kaidish HaKadoshim, was there one curtain 
or two curtains. And the difference is, if there was one curtain, the opening of the curtain was on Safan side. So then the Kayan would be exiting from the Kaidash HaKadoshim on Safan side. If there were two curtains, so then the inner curtain opened on Safan side, but the outer curtain only opened on Dorim side. And the Kayan Gadol would have to walk through the entire <laughs> curtain, uh, Amma in between, and he would exit on the Dorim side. So that's the basis of their Machlaikas. Rabbi Kiva says there were two curtains and therefore he came out on the Dharam side. So therefore he starts on the Dharam side. Rabbi Yisek Lili holds that the Kayan would exit on the, on the Tzafan side, so he started the Zerika on the Tzafan side. Okay, but now the Gemara still has a problem. The question of the Gemara is, the Kulal, Mamiya, everybody agrees, Bahu, Keren, the Pogabereshe, that corner that the Kayan encounters first, Loyavit, he does not do the Zrike there. My time, uh, what's the reason? So what's the Gemara asking? What did it say over here? According to Rabbi Kiva, where do you start the Zrike? Tzfainis, Mizrachis. According to Rabbi Yisek Lili, where do you start the Zrike? Dreimis, Maravis. The question is, when the Dreimis, Mizrachis, that is. The question is, what corner does the Kayan God come into first? The Kaidash Kadashim is in the Mairiv of the Beis Amikdash, right? So if the Kayan God is coming out of the Kaidash Kadashim, so he comes to the Mairiv, to the western corner of the Mizbeah Chazal first. If he's coming to Tzafin, so he's coming to Tzvainis Maravis first. If he's coming out on the Dorim, he's coming to the Dreimis Maravis first. So both of their opinions say that he passes that corner and he goes to the either Tzvainis Mizrachis or Dreimis Mizrachis. Why is that? That's the question of the Gemara. He's skipping a corner and going further. Amma Shmuel, Shmuel answers, the Amakra, this is also based on the Pasi, because it says, Viyotso el Amizbeach, you should go out to the Mizbeach. What this means is, Adnofik Mikule Mizbeach. Going out doesn't only mean to reach the Mizbeach, but to go out the entire Mizbeach, including that space of the Mizbeach. He has to go to the outside corner of the Mizbeach. That's, so that answers why you go to the Mizrach side of the Mizbeach. But now the Gemara has another question here. If you paid attention to the, uh, to the order of how, according to Rabbi Kiva, how you come around, he's going around, he's starting off with the corner of Dreymis, Mizrachis Dreymis, and then he makes his way around to Dreymis Maravis and so on. He's actually going from, from, uh, from right to left. He's going in the wrong order. You always know in the Avedon of Esamikdash, don't you always go towards the right? Over here he's going clockwise. He's going towards the left. Why is he going towards the left? Why doesn't he come around towards the right? Why is he going around towards the left? And the Gemara now brings the source of this, that you're supposed to go around in the right. Are they arguing about this subject, which is based on what Rami Bayecheskel said? And he said as follows, Rami Bayecheskel. Rami Bayecheskel says the source of the fact that you go around to the right is in the following Pasik where it says, uh, that, that there was a yam, there was this massive water that Shlomo Melech built as a uh, mikveh, basically a huge mikveh that he built for the Kayanim. And it's called a yam. It was basically this massive basin that he built as a mikveh. And the Pasuk there describes that it's Aymid Ashneim Asabakar. He built it and he made these shapes of 12 different cattle that there were copper actually, copper cattle that were below this massive bowl. And the Pasuk there says the order. Three of these uh, Bakar were on the Tzafen side, and Yama, three on the Maidav side of it, Negba, another three on the Dharam side of it, and Mizracha. And Vahayam And this massive basin of water was above these copper cattle that he built on below them. 
And the way these cattle were, were built, they were, their backs were facing inwards and their faces were facing outwards. So from here, from the order of what it says in this Pasuk, that whenever you turn, it should be towards the right, just like the order that these cattle are mentioned in the Pasuk. Right? The Pasuk starts off with uh, Tzafin and then it makes its way around. If, the, if you look at the order of the Pasuk, it's, it's describing it, going Derech So from here you see that you have to go Derech Then it adds Lemizrach. Rashi says, we always had this. Lemizrach, it's not always, Yemin is not always Mizrach. The reason it says Mizrach is when you go on the Mizbeach HaChitzen, when you come up the ramp on the Dorem side, then it's Mizrach. So, so therefore it mentions here Mizrach. So now the Gemara says, so over here it seems like the Machloikis between Rabbi Yaisiya, Glili and Rabbi Akiva, do you go around towards the right or do you go around towards the left? So it seems like they're arguing about this point. Mar Isle de Rami by Yechesko. Rabbi Yaisiya Glili agrees to this that you have to go around towards the right. Umar Lesle de Rami by Yechesko. And Rabbi Akiva disagrees and says, no, you go around towards the left. So the Gemara answers, no, the Kula Alme Isloel the Rami Bayecheskel. Everybody agrees to what Rami Bayecheskel says, that you're supposed to go around towards the right. But Vahacha, Bahaka Miflagi. Here the argument is as follows. Masavar, so Rabbi Yesik Lili holds, Yalfinon Pnimachotz. I learn out the order, the way you go around on the inside, the same as it is on the outside, just like by this Pasik that Rami Bayecheskel brought from this mikveh. It was outside, and the same in Davida outside. We learn out that on the inside it's the same thing. Marasava, Rabbi Kiva's opinion is, I don't learn out inside from the outside. It's a different thing inside, you don't have to follow, you don't have to follow that order. But the Gemara asks on this, True, we don't learn out that the order in going around towards the right inside is the same like the outside, but after all, the question is, He can go around either way. He can come around towards the right. He can come around towards the left. So why is it that Rabbi Kiva says that he dafka goes around towards the left? So Rabbi Kiva answers you as follows. Medina, what's really the halacha here? That corner of the Mizbeach Azov that he encounters first, that's where he has to spray the blood first. Why? We learned this before. The Amar Eishlokish, Eishlokish said, "Ein mavir in ala mitzvahs." When you have an opportunity to do a mitzvah, you're not allowed to pass over the mitzvah. So therefore, we hear the Kain Gadol comes out of the Kaidish Hakadoshim. Really, the first corner he encounters, according to Rabbi Kiva, that says that he came out from the Dorim, was which corner? Maravis Dreimis. That's what he should have done first. Now, Vamai Loyovit. Why didn't he put the Zrik over there on that corner first? Because there's another Pasuk that says that he has to go out completely. He has to come out to the whole end of the Mizbeach and come to the corner of Mizrachis, that is. Now, so once he does the mitzvah in that corner that he came to, so he goes back to the corner of where he should have done the mitzvah first because of Ein Mavirin Ala Mitzvah. So therefore, you, you end up going around in this way, you're going from right to left, even though usually you're supposed to go Derech So it's based on two points. First of all, we don't necessarily apply that klal that you're supposed to go to the right inside the Beis HaMikdosh. And number two, you go Dafka this way because he wants to come back to that corner that he passed over. He was, he was Oivar Ala Mitzvah. So therefore, he goes back there in this direction.